Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thanks for listening to our program this morning on the 19th of April. All right, we're getting there, 19th of April. Uh, time is flying by. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. And uh, with us now, we're going to switch gears. We're going to go from uh, Illinois here, an Illinois issue on the tax credit scholarship, and we're going to go to a national, international issue. And we are lucky enough to be joined by Dan Mishla. He is the executive director, I believe that's his title, of the Catholic Climate Covenant. Dan, are you with us? I am. Good hey, morning, Bob. How are you? Good morning. It's good to uh, talk with you again. It's been a little while, but uh, um, we're still plugging away, and I, and, I, and I know you are as well. Dan, tell us a little bit about uh, what the Catholic Climate Covenant is to start. Sure, yeah. So we are a national organization, as you said, um, working with uh, about 20 different national Catholic partners, including the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. And our role is to try to help the Catholic community in the United States understand the issue of climate change and act on that issue from the perspective of our faith and using Catholic social teaching as our guide. And tell us a little bit about uh, what you guys have been up to lately. I know there's um, an interesting uh, program. I'm not sure if you've just started it or you're, you're, you're rolling it out, but it has to do with trying to get um, uh, mobilizing some, some young adults. Yeah, we just started a youth and young adult mobilization program uh, run by a woman named Anna Robertson. She's based in Seattle, Washington. We're in the very early phases of that, but basically we want to try to capture the enthusiasm of young people on the issue of environmental justice and climate change and and remind them that the Catholic community has a lot to say about that and then to help um, empower them to act uh, consistent with um, you know, with our teaching and, and our faith. It seems to me like there's a lot of um, energy or interest, especially upon—I'm going to draw the line at about mm, 30s or so— uh, with people, and, and not that there isn't for people older than 30, but it just seems like younger people have more of a connection to uh, environmental issues um, than, than perhaps uh, some some older f- uh, individuals. And I, I'm not sure why that's the case, but I, I, that's my sense. Um, what, do you think that's the case, or uh, am I misreading it? No, I think I think that's true. I think uh, young people are um, looking at their future, and they're very very concerned about their future. Uh, I think they they see that um, you know older generations. And um, Bob, I know you and I are, are just a bit over thirty. Uh, <laughs> just, I'm just over. I don't know about you. <laughs> just a few years. Yeah, uh, but, take. but you know, I think they they look at. Uh, older generations and realize that maybe we haven't done our job as well as we should. Although there are a lot of people over thirty, um, you know, who are very engaged in this yeah, issue. Sure, sure uh, but, is. Yeah, sure. But yeah, I think the young, looking at their future, very, and they're very concerned about it. And I think there's a there's sort of a uh, a natural inclination for them to want to to work on this issue because of you know they, they're looking at their their this... families, their small families, their their young children, um, or even before they even have a partner and have children. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think this is one of those issues, too, where um, there's a micro and a macro here, uh, and perhaps in a way that there isn't on maybe some other issues that, that we deal with um, from ch- in a church perspective. And what I mean by that is that, um, yes, there are public policies that we will engage in and or we will try to oppose, 
uh, as 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 any other issue. But there's also a micro issue in terms of like our our individual actions also contribute to uh, solutions here. The way we lead our lives, um, specifically, um, our 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 habits. Um, what we do and what we don't do in terms of just little things like you know recycling uh, can we um, you know do th smaller things that uh, around our homes that would uh, enable uh, the carbon footprint to be reduced a little bit and, and just like little things I, I, I'm sure you're familiar with the Minnesota Catholic Conference they put out uh, kind of some extensive, uh, recommendations a couple of years ago and just observations and I, I thought some of those things were very helpful to people and, and I, I don't know if we've pushed those as much as we should have or we could have and I just wonder if you have any comments on you because know, with Earth Day coming up I think this is kind of on people's minds and sometimes um, I think we can get a little uh, ahead of ourselves and in, in, in trying to change the world um, which we should always try to do, but sometimes just taking the next right step as an individual is very helpful as well. Yeah, I certainly would agree with that, Bob. I, you know, I think each of us has a role to play, and it really right. comes, comes down to how do we view our, our place on the earth? Are we, uh, you know, are we just individual islands and we can do whatever the heck we want? Yep. Uh, or, you know, is this, is this, um, are we co-creators? Are we caretakers with God of this abundant but yet finite planet? So anything that we can do to reduce our energy use, uh, to make you know every decision that we make about what we eat, what we consume, right. how we heat and cool our homes, right. how we get about the, the city or the countryside, all of those things have enormous consequences. And if we can all do those things together, you know, reduce our energy use particularly, um, uh, it can make a huge impact, and so I, I think we have to be attentive on a daily basis to, you know, how much uh, we are consuming. Do you, uh, does the Catholic Climate Covenant, I mean, are there some specific recommendations that people can, can access um, on your website? Do, they, do you put, put out things like that about how, because I think a lot of this is about individual behavior. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I mean, I, I would just encourage people to go to catholicclimatecovenant.org CatholicClimateCovenant.org, and then um, look under the Resources tabs tab, and there's just a, a whole mm -hmm. slew of, of things that we have posted there. Everything from what you can do in your in your individual lives, in your home, in your workplace, to how you can do this in your parish and um, and and in your diocese or archdiocese. You know, all of these things um, are posted on our website. We certainly encourage, for example the formation of, a, of parish creation care teams, so a parish right. can get a few folks together to try to help the parish become a little greener. Uh, and a little, Anyway, just a whole slew of recommendations and, and tools and techniques that are posted on our website, so I hope people will go there. Yeah, I, I know some parishes uh, here in the archdiocese and, and throughout the entire state have been engaged in some of those, and some, some parishes are really doing some pretty uh, innovative and, and creative uh, ideas, uh, not, only, not only in their individual uh, 
habits in their individual lives, but also in terms of just the the, the church, uh, you know, creating more green spaces in, in, in the actual physical property of the church and looking at um, how they are, uh, and it's hard for, for, for some parishes to do this, but how they heat their buildings. Are there uh, things they could do in terms of energy efficiency with, with windows and, and, and every little thing like that? And some of them have been co- kind of quite creative about that, and, and all that stuff sort of, I think, has a cumulative effect and helps us. So, Dan, what are the basic challenges then that you're dealing with at the, at the macro level um, in terms of legislation? Well, you know, I think um, there's there's a lot that's about to happen uh, even this week um, with the uh, with the Biden administration in terms of what their goals are going to be for uh, reducing greenhouse gases and and um, you know this infrastructure bill has a lot of mm-hmm. uh, environmental pieces to it. Um, there's uh, I know President Biden is also hosting a bit of a summit uh, begins tomorrow I believe um, on. Uh, mm. You know, ahead of Earth Day, he's got 40 world leaders coming together to, to try to get the United States reengaged in the Paris Agreement that was, uh, you know, that was passed uh, back in 2015, and and um, you know, commit the United States to certain percentage of reductions of greenhouse mm-hmm. gases by 2030. So you know, there's and then there's legislation that's coming out, uh, you know, on climate change. So there's lots of things that are happening right now um, and will happen this spring on uh, kind of national legislative issues. And I know here in Illinois we're doing the same kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. There is a Clean Energy Jobs Act um, that was it, – it, it, this is really the year two or three for it, um, where which has been introduced in Springfield, and it's, it's now going through some iterations and changes and amendments. And – I do think something will come out of that, specifically what I, I do not know. There's a lot of moving pieces right now with um, the, the trade unions becoming engaged with trying to uh, preserve uh, some of the jobs that are at uh, some of the nuclear facilities here in Illinois that are aging and always in danger of being closed. So there's a lot of machinations going on behind the scenes between labor, uh, the environmentalist groups, lawmakers, et cetera. And about, uh, what's that? I can't even remember. These things all blur into one. But uh, the Catholic Conference has put out uh, a statement um, on that uh, particular bill, per se. It's not really on the bill. It's sort of more of a macro sense. And and this is one of the things when we, we've talked about this uh, at our board meetings um, quite a number of times. And it's interesting when you get into this topic, and I'm, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts as well, is I think the bishops per se are more comfortable talking about this issue in terms of principles to look forward. And I think once they sometimes, because these things are complex, are, at least in Illinois, um, our bishops kind of glaze over once you get into the, to the details because they are quite complicated and intricate, and they do have impacts on other areas of, of, of law and, and life. And so our statement was put out, and I think it's 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 a good place for us to be today in terms of where we are with principles. And I wonder if you've seen it or if you have any thoughts about that. Yeah, I have seen it. I thought it Great. was just an excellent statement, and you know, I think the the Illinois bishops are are hitting all the right notes. Uh, you know, they talked about um, being you know these any legislation of this sort, any legislation at all, whether it has to do with the environment or anything else, has to be guided by principles of Catholic social teaching. And the first of that is. You know, does it protect life and promote human dignity? Right. And then everything follows from that. So, uh, you know, I and then obviously there's um, there's a lot of pieces in that statement that talk about 
making sure that we're not adding to the burdens of mm-hmm. low-income communities and poor poor families. Um, so I think all of those, I, I think um, I was just super excited about the about the statement, and I remember when it came out last fall and thought that, boy, this is really helpful as as you, uh, Bob Gilligan, and your staff, um, you know, ab- absorb the, the principles, but then try to apply those to specific pieces of legislation. And I think that's our job is to say, you know, does this meet these principles? Does, this, does these specific pieces of legislation meet these uh, standards that these moral standards that the bishops have laid out for us. And I think that's, um, that's often a difficult job, but a very important one. It, it is a difficult job. Um, and it's interesting because um, <laughs> since you, you are the Bishop's Conference staff, so you'll remember these days, but you go through these iterations and you're just like, sometimes you just feel like, you're like okay, right. uh, give me like a sign. Does <laughs> it start with an A? Right. You know, because it is hard to write these things that you got to get, you have to buy off on a number of different uh people and and so you go too far you get squished you're vague you're, yeah. you get squished so you kind of got to go back and forth and so we sort of started like okay well where can we agree let's start right, there right, and right, sort of build right. on that and then the rest of it, we kind of went to like as you said the overarching principle which is which is always <laughs> that that's the area that that we're most comfortable in so yeah i, I don't know we'll see uh, we, we have uh you know some uh days coming up where there's going to be uh lobby days and and things like that and, and we do have some people that are very engaged in this issue it's been interesting to watch it sort of grow and mature um it's not quite there yet uh in terms of uh where i think we would like it to be but but it is growing and and i think that's the right thing and and i think you know our voice is one where um i think we can maintain our principles on this and not get sort of co-opted by uh the esoteric details that go into legislation and that's probably a a sweet spot for us and um i think as long as we can set those guiding principles and and hopefully lawmakers will will move towards achieving them is probably the best place for us to be at least uh on this issue in the year 2021 yeah no i think it's it is a big challenge and um you know it it, it would be great to have bills where it's just a straight thumbs exactly. up or thumbs down and, right and right. uh you know there are pieces of legislation out there that like that but these things are very very complicated so we have to kind of go for the best thing that we can get and and hope that we can if it's not the best thing then you know, yep. fix it exactly over. exactly yep. so what's on the docket for catholic climate covenant uh in the short term Oh my gosh, we're so busy. Yeah, because you're <laughs> I mean, just, you're you a know, very besides, very small staff. <laughs> yeah, we we are, but you know we're growing, and that's good. Good. Um, we have a um, you know there's there's lots happening. We have this uh, second of three Laudato Sea and the U.S. Uh, conferences right. that we do with Creighton University right. coming up. In I July. saw that. Yeah, it's basically trying to integrate Laudato Sea into all of the different ministries of the Catholic Church. So. That's coming up. We're also the hub. Our organization is the hub for this Vatican effort on sustainability. Um, there will be a sort of a soft launch in May on the sixth anniversary of Laudato Si, and then a, a harder launch of that of that initiative in um, in October around the Feast of St. Francis. So we're very much engaged with the Vatican on that uh, in trying to help um, everything from parishes to universities to whole dioceses uh, to commit to a seven-year sustainability plan. And that's happening globally, but we're ha- we are the you know the kind of the hub of activity for that in the United States. Uh, and then you know just just the the day to day stuff that we do, um, you know, offering webinars and and educational programs like our Earth Day program that um, that we have uh, posted on our website and people can sign up for. So 
we're super busy. Um, we love our work. Um, you know, we feel the sense of urgency to, to have the moral voice in the public square on these issues. And um, so we're, we're pretty, pretty busy, but, but all good. Great. Dan, tell us uh, where people can find out more information about the Catholic Climate Covenant. Sure. Uh, uh, our, our website is catholicclimatecovenant.org. We have a second website and something that I'm sure we don't have time to talk about, but I'll just point to it, which is catholicenergies.org. It's a way to help Catholic parishes and schools and dioceses uh, adopt solar and energy efficiency oh, projects that we, that we all pay for. So catholicenergies.org or catholicclimatecovenant.org. Dan, thanks for taking some time this morning. Uh, good to talk to you again, and best of luck uh, as you go forward. Great. Thanks so much for having me, Great, Bob. Dan. Thank you. Uh, yep. Dan Mishla from Catholic Climate Covenant. Don't go away. We're right back. Representative Tom Morrison is going to be on the air talking about uh, our efforts to retain, retain the parental notification for abortion law. We'll be right back.